Welcome to PwC's People and Organization podcast. This series is focused on helping you make a difference as an HR leader and business partner. In each episode, you'll receive new ideas from an experienced leader who is helping employers to drive workforce transformation. You'll also receive clear takeaways to put these ideas to use in your own organization. My name is Aaron Minkin. I am a director in PwC's People and Organization Benefits Practice, and I will be moderating a three-part series examining the impact of COVID-19 on employer-sponsored benefits. I am excited to be joined today by Ron Barlow to discuss areas of hidden costs that can be addressed in the short term to combat the mounting cost pressures on employers. In addition to potential quick hits, Ron will discuss why adopting a more strategic approach can help employers better leverage their benefit offerings, offer effective health care for employees, and potentially reduce employee stress and more. Ron, welcome to the program. Please give us a little background on yourself. Thank you, Aaron. So again, Ron Barlow. I'm a health actuary and a health and welfare consultant with PwC. I have over 30 years of experience working with employers on their health and welfare programs, looking at the costs, looking at the programs designed, how they're designed, and also ways that which employers can more effectively design and run their programs. So happy to be discussing this, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. My first question is, as the COVID-19 pandemic continues, many employers are facing cost pressures as never before. When looking at health and welfare benefit spend, what are the areas that you think employers should explore for immediate cost savings? It's very true. Right now, there's a lot of concerns around costs overall. Some industries and some companies are looking at this very carefully, and now's probably a good time to look at it because of the cost pressures. So we know that with some self-insured plans, there might be a temporary dip in cost this year, but it is certainly expected that costs will rebound, at least to some degree. And savings that employers can get from their health and welfare programs can sustain the program, sustain the company, help save jobs, et cetera. So Definitely something that employers should be looking at right now. Now is probably a good time to assess. A lot of employers are on a one-one calendar year basis for their plans, so there's a limited amount of time left this year to try and get some changes in place, and certainly changes that could be put in place to affect the 2021 year and forward. It's also important to think about that as well right now. So it is very timely. We would say that employee benefits, healthcare benefits in particular, are very important. All the employers know that. It's very valued by the employees. They tend to be very complex, and they really need some strategic thinking around it. And there are some areas that can be addressed now to help get some immediate savings. Some of those ideas. One thing would be let's look at the plans that are in place right now, especially those that are fully insured, that might be having some reduced utilization due to COVID-19. Dental plans, vision plans, and some other ones like that could see reduced utilization right now because of the stay at home and people not wanting to go to their providers, et cetera. We are recommending that employers look very closely at those premiums to see if there is a way to renegotiate right now renegotiate the premium levels 
the premium renewals, given the fact that a lot of these insurance companies on their fully insured plans are making money this year because utilization is down and costs are down. So this is an area where we are recommending employers look very closely at that. There could be some other areas as well that they're spending money right now, like, for example, on commissions being paid to brokers, on some per employee per month fees that are being paid to insurance companies for services that might not be fully utilized, such as a disease management program. There could also be some spending on some out-of-network medical providers, which could be reimbursed at a different level. So there are a number of areas that we see right now that employers could be looking at to get some immediate and near-term savings, mostly related to spending that might be occurring that's not really yielding the kind of results that it really should be. So, Ron, it does sound then that employers should be speaking with their insurance company providers and having these discussions and not being fearful of that in light of the economic consequences of this pandemic. Yes, fully agree. A lot of the times that you can go in there with a negotiation stance, so to speak, based on the current situation, the current level of anxiety and cost needs that insurance companies, if they want to retain business, will be very receptive to having those discussions. So after considering some of these short-term opportunities that you mentioned, there are other recommendations I'm sure that you would be able to come up with to address more strategic, longer-term opportunities to enable more effective plan and vendor and cost management over time. What are some of the more strategic, longer-term things you think employers should be considering at this point? When we are thinking about the more long-term, we're sort of looking at it in two different horizons. So one would be what plan changes and what program changes can be put in place over the next several months that can get in there before the next renewal period, which is for most companies January 1st, 2021. And then which ones are more long-term, meaning maybe 2022 and later. So in terms of what maybe can be done for this next renewal, in place for maybe open enrollment and a 1-1-21 effective date. Some things include looking at plan design. So let's make sure that the plan designs are doing what the employer wants. Are they overly complex? Are they fully understood? Are there ways to simplify both the plan designs as well as the plan offerings? It's a cost sharing that the employees are bearing here in terms of how much they're paying out of their paycheck on a monthly contribution as well as what they're paying in maybe deductibles and coinsurance. Is that appropriate given the industry you're in, given your cost situation, that sort of thing? So it's, this is a good time to relook at those and maybe make some adjustments. In addition, we would say that there are still a few areas where you might be able to get a new bid from insurance companies in time for next year. Things like maybe stop-loss reinsurance or maybe some life insurance policies. It's probably too late in the year right now for, say, a full medical plan change, but some of those other ancillary benefits, there's still time to look at the market to see if there are reductions in premiums that can be had by going out to bid. In addition, we are recommending that employers look very closely at their networks, their 
provider networks in their medical plan, in some cases in their pharmacy plan as well, are there ways that they can change the configuration of their provider networks to promote the use of more efficient and lower-cost providers and providers that can have better care at a lower cost? So, for example, is there a tiered network or a narrow network approach that could work, eliminating some high-cost providers from the provider network in exchange for better discounts and more efficient providers in place? Are there centers of excellence programs that can be put in place so that employees are redirected to specialty providers, maybe specialty hospitals for certain procedures and certain surgeries, that sort of thing? So now is a good time to look at those kind of potential strategic changes as well. So it seems, Ron, that given the current economic environment and the current issues as they relate to the pandemic, this is an optimal time for employers to take a step back and reconsider what their longer-term strategies are. And in part, those strategies will impact the types of benefits that are offered to their employees. One of the things though that I think employers and employees are both interested in in addition to cost reduction, is somehow ensuring that the reduction in cost does not really happen at the expense of employees who would wind up paying more. Are there some specific strategies that you would recommend employers consider to drive down costs without necessarily impacting the employee population in a negative way? I would say yes, there are several. So one would be around just the purchase of insurance. So the benefit program can remain the same for, say, a life insurance or a disability coverage, but there could be definite savings in terms of the premiums that you can get from your insurance companies through a more rigorous RFP process or through the right kind of negotiations, that sort of thing. So in terms of the purchase of insurance, I think that is a key thing for employers to take more responsibility for, make sure that they are getting the right kind of coverage at the best price, and to make sure that they are fulfilling their fiduciary responsibility to get the best price out there and to not be overspending. In some cases, that means they're going to have to take more responsibility on their own and rely less on their broker, maybe to find those insurance coverages, maybe with a consultant assisting them in the analysis. But one of the things that we stress is that it is their responsibility as plan administrators to make sure that they are purchasing that stuff at the right price point, so to speak. The other thing, too, is, you know, when we talk about plan designs, there are some plan designs that you can implement that actually can be a benefit to employees, meaning a better benefit, a higher benefit, and yet still save money. So things around maybe incentive plans or maybe the way that they put money into HSA accounts for high deductible health plans for employees. There are strategic ways sometimes to actually improve benefits from an employee's perspective and have a more efficient program or plan that actually can save the company money overall. And so I think it's important to explore those options in a strategic way to see are there places where our benefit coverages could actually be improved and at the same time, would that save us money both near-term and, more importantly, long-term? 
Another example might be with a wellness program where there might be a way to enhance the benefits to be more effective in terms of health improvement, which would be a benefit to employees. And then in addition, that would have a long-term impact on the company as well. So clearly it sounds as if there are opportunities for employers to leverage to help reduce costs without necessarily cutting back on the benefits that the employees see. Are there other ways that employers can effectively lower the demand for health care without compromising employee health and safety? Or should they just be focused on the supply side, much in the same fashion as you've been describing previous to this? We think they should be looking at both demand as well as supply side. So in terms of demand, one of the things I mentioned was around wellness programs that can actually be effective in helping to reduce the demand. One of the most effective ways that we found is through weight reduction or weight loss. So any part of your wellness program that can actually get your population at a more healthy weight will have a definite impact on your costs. Another one might be around the reversal of some chronic conditions. So for example, if there's a way to actually reverse diabetes, type 2 diabetes, for some of your population, that's an area where, to the extent it can be accomplished, it could have a real reduction in the demand for health care. That brings us to more clinical programs as well. So are there more efficient ways that your disease management and clinical management vendors, whether they be embedded in your insurance company or carved out to a third party, are the ways that they can be more efficient in terms of reducing the long-term need for surgeries and other more drastic interventions through a better use of controlling chronic conditions and managing chronic care. So those are areas that many employers have traditionally tried to put in place in their programs, but I think now might be a good time to revisit those to see is there a better way to do it? Are there better vendors or providers out there in terms of assisting that can be more effective in those in those kind of changes? That's very helpful. Thanks, Ron. And one final question before we wrap things up. How have you seen vendors working with companies to help address COVID-19 costs and other changes? And do you have any examples of things you've seen in the marketplace that you could share? Insurance companies and medical plan vendors right now are making a lot of changes to address COVID-19 and working through uh, some enhancements to help employees as well as employers in that regard. So some things are the real obvious ones like eliminating cost sharing or copay for testing or treatment of COVID-19. Sometimes they're enhancing telemedicine and other avenues for employees to get the care they need right now, given some of the restrictions that are in place and given some of the burdens that have been placed on hospitals and doctors. Also, another area that we've seen is they've stepped up, I think, their mobility and their focus on mental health and employee mental wellness. Because as we all know, with the pandemic and the economy that has suffered because of it, there's a lot of added stress on employees. There's a lot of added stress on families due to the restrictions that are in place. And mental health is one area where there's just a big need right now. And we've seen some insurance companies and other healthcare vendors that have really stepped up to 
offer better coverage, more virtual care as it relates to that, and a more focus on helping employees through these difficult times. So we're very encouraged by what we're seeing there. I think it's important for employers to just make sure that they are aware of what is available in regards to that and taking advantage of it for their employees because there's a definite need. So it sounds like really engaging with your vendors and leveraging all the tools and resources that they have can help you over both the short and the long term uh, as this pandemic continues. Definitely. And you've touched on it. I think that employers need to just make sure that lines of communication are open, that discussions happen with the right individuals at your insurance companies and vendors that are helping to support you and your employees and to take a strategic approach to looking at it, examining it, deciding where to make the changes, deciding who the right partners are, et cetera. Not something to be taken lightly, but of course, we think that done right, it can really have some tremendous benefits. Ron, thanks very much for sharing your thoughts with us on this podcast. We appreciate it. We hope our listeners appreciate it as well. And we'll look forward to the next session in our podcast series. Thank you, Ron. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com backslash structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.